Hey everybody, it's another Goblins Gaming Podcast. Tonight we're swassing it up some more. Um, there's been a lot of dongle action, people talking about oh, whipping whips around, and you missed a lot. There's a lot of really good airtime that just got cut on accident there. Summer game was shrunk. Yeah, was, yeah, something about some laundry golems. But anyway, uh, I'm sure will be just as bizarre the rest of the time through, which uh, I guess John likes because he keeps coming back and running this game on basically a weekly basis. So we'll give it over to you, John, and uh, I'm sorry for whatever we do the rest of the session. All right. Well, by way of recap, um, we uh, spent a little bit of downtime in East Haven. And uh, after after the fall of... uh, uh, good lord, how do I even say this name? I'm going to look it up so that Mitzel I say it correctly. Plague. No. Mitzelplank. Glixica Shithax. No. Anyway. Uh, first of all, we're glad he's dead so that no one has to talk about him anymore. Uh, yes. Or try to say his name. But anyway, um, we did some downtime. Uh, we discovered that Swass is now a level 2 franchise of uh of the, the the corporation uh which leveled up several of you guys and uh we engaged in some uh, downtime shenanigans one of which made uh sterling the mayor of east haven all right so anyway i personally am most proud of that i don't remember even what my guy did i just know that we made sure he was a mayor i know i was ready to assassinate people if the vote was getting close <laughs> Well, you guys, oh, you guys played that pretty well. I think I think the best thing he's done as mayor so far is he hired that elven lady to be the deputy mayor because she that, actually seemed to know what was going on. That's yes. right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a total like face operation for sure. Yeah. I don't know how to be a mayor. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's, right. that's Alatel. She's the uh, Swing deputy it. mayor. All right. So, um, you guys. Um, we we uh you guys got to upgrade your uh base of operations as well um so it's now mobile and you expanded it and created some uh facilities for each of you guys inside the uh place and you can also teleport back to it um and did you guys look up what all changes with your uh second level with your um yes roles Terry still doesn't have a role. Terry still doesn't have a role? Yes, he does. He's the obviator. Oh, yeah. Really, obviator? Pretty obvious that you're the obviator. Yeah. How does that work? Um, I will... I guess I'll send you this PDF to look at. I don't... Well, it's actually a thing. Yeah, it's in our uh, sidebar. Oh, that's There's right. no I way I chose this. You didn't choose the obviator? There's no way. It has to do with, like, potion making and alchemy. Yeah, you commented on that afterwards, and I said, wow, that probably should have been me. And then we all just shrugged. Maybe you got confused <laughs> with it. There's no way I chose this. <laughs> um, this well, then you need to pick a different way. <laughs> What are they? 
Um, while you're thinking about yep. that, John, did we we did our uh, keep thing, right? Did we do those upgrades? Yes, you did the upgrades to the keep. Um, so it now is mobile and has uh, spaces for each of you guys inside of it. Uh, your uh, lighthouse ray now also functions as a uh, as a cannon. Nice artillery piece. Um. Oh yeah, you guys hadn't decided. Uh, I don't think you decided which uh, type of artillery piece it was going to be. Death ray. I thought we said it was death ray. Yeah. Uh, I thought we had like a lightning bolt. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm pretty. <laughs> oh sure. yeah, it's, it was lightning. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Which actually, yeah. as much as it really makes sense with the whole lightning thing, it's really just a straight line shot. Wouldn't we want fireball? Can we do like an an explosion of lightning that acts like a fireball, but it's actually lightning? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to to see if y'all can upgrade that, or maybe install a, a secondary mode on that thing. Okay. The other exp- other parts of it, like we, I can't remember. It's been so long since we talked about it. The um, did we do like the wizard's tower and those things? Yes. Yeah, you guys had each added some areas for um, uh, for yourselves. I think uh, Terry added like a place where he could work out or something like that. And uh, Norlin added uh, some dungeons underneath, and and uh, yeah, we tacked on a wizard's tower. Uh, okay, I was just seeing what that does. And a penthouse suite. Um, oh yeah, have a penthouse car- suite. Yeah, do we have a cartographer? That's uh, what uh, Swamp Crotch was, but a cartographer would be pretty nice, especially at rank two. You can like make it so we safely get from one location to another. I'll do that. Oh, nice! No more D10s. Yeah. All right. I know. Yeah, I'm most excited. Where are those about- rules at, John? Uh, for the, for for what for the roles of the in the in the company. Well, like what the um, Wizards Tower do and things like that. Oh, um, the Wizards Tower. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I did mean to run over you there. No, no, those, you're good, bro. Those are in the strongholds and followers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have that PDF? Uh, I'm about to get it. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess you I'll, guys be, are... uh, I'll be cartographer. <laughs> All right. So you're going to be the cartographer then? Sure. All right. Do you have those rules and you looked up what it does? Ye- yeah. All right. So while you guys are there, uh, you receive a notification uh, from the Acquisitions, Inc. Uh, legal department. They said they're working on your um, on your countersuit for, for the Leprechaun. Um, and they're going to do their best um, to uh, sue him for uh, his uh, wanton endangerment <laughs> with, uh, with his unrestrained blink dogs. Also, the false advertising. Hey, they were not leashed. Um, yeah, and and he's trying to. Uh, they're they're trying to get it moved to uh, the jurisdiction of the mayor of East Haven. 
but then oh, great. they're not sure that that one will work. But they're going to try. Um, yeah, so the things you guys added to the the lighthouse is uh, the lightning bolt ray, a fighting pit, a wizard's tower, underground caves, a penthouse, and a ranger's roost. And then also, there is a teleportation circle directly in front of the lighthouse that you guys know the uh, the code to teleport there. Oh man, your uh, your commute to work is going to be great as the mayor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it will be. And uh, and then also, you can get your entire tower. It takes a day's worth of uh, of of doing the ritual, but you can actually teleport it uh, one hex or one region per day. So it's slow, slow your travel down. Um, but uh, you can move your tower now. Um, then the last thing that you get is a note from Ack Inc. They alert you to a new uh, lucrative opportunity within your region. Um, it was overheard, uh, a group um, calling themselves the, the Golden Antelopes uh, sent a report um, to someone. This report was obtained completely legally and not through any sort of wiretapping or, or uh, scrying that is uh, not in accordance with local laws and jurisdictions. Um, huh. But they uh, were reporting of, of, of a of a landscape feature that they discovered. Um, it is an enchanted forest that is almost entirely underground. Hmm. And uh, hmm. reporting um, a strange new form of a of alluvium there that is amber in color. Uh, Ack Inc. has uh, done some research on uh, on what they think this might be. And they think it might be, uh, if you could obtain some samples for them, they might figure out a way to monetize this. And so they would like you to ex- um, explore this area and report back with some of these uh, these amber um, uh, amber deposits of alluvium. Uh, the name of the uh, the region. Is uh, or at least from the communique that was intercepted, I mean, legally obtained, uh, is uh, a region called the Festerwood. And uh, oh. let's see here, you guys are on the map, so yeah, I was gonna say, does the mayor have a map we can use to see where the Festerwood the, is located? Um, oh, it's way do down you guys there. see my ping? Yeah. It's not my dongle, it's my ping. It's down there. Southwest, below the thunder from down under. Yep, below the thunder from down under. Yep, that's it. (laughs) It's all still there. (laughs) All right. Um, So, um, um, you guys have to decide how you want to try and get there? Do you want to take your tower with? Do you want to just hoof it? You want to get your uh, your pals with the uh, ballista on a on a wagon and bring them with you? 
Oh yeah, whatever happened with uh, bringing Scully back to life? Did that did that happen? Um, it did not. Um, I remember oh. they wanted to put up five hundred gold pieces towards it or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, um, they're actually um, they're actually happy that you asked about it, you know, because it shows that you care about him, uh, about mm-hmm. their old friend. Um, but um, it, it, the time had expired. So they're holding on to his corpse in hopes that maybe someday they can save up enough money to get him fully resurrected. But for now, they have him uh, strapped to the the front of the the wagon, kind of like a figurehead on a boat. That's appropriate. So that's very appropriate. (laughs) Freaks freaks the horses out a little bit, mostly because of the smell, but you know. Well, I tell them if they can, if they can save up five hundred gold pieces, because it's a thousand gold, just to components for the resurrection. You know that we're willing to put up half the money to get him back. So, or at least Tuvark is. Okay. The company is. <laughs> what was the guy? What was his class, John? Can we be creative? What his class was at this point, or is uh, that like already set? Uh, no, you can. We can be creative with it. Why? I don't know. We p- could possibly use somebody who is like a like a priest like character, just to oh. every once in a while be like, "Hey, um, you have a a cure wounds that you can do like once a day." I mean, at least have that or something. I don't know. Or, or remove a curse, maybe every once in a while. Yeah. Um, well, after being dead for so long, who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back? Yeah. Yeah. We'll resleeve them. That's a very true statement. I think <laughs> we should just let it go. We already fleece these folks for a lot of money trying. All right. So, uh, so how do you guys want to travel? I guess going well, uh, just the few of you. Are you guys taking the cart? Are you taking the lighthouse? What do you want to do? Harry's uh, just realized that he's actually the cartographer. <laughs> and we can get free horses <laughs> and uh always we, already, things. we can travel we have safe a bunch as of horses. Well. <clears throat> yeah we already got a bunch of horses and a and a wagon and stuff that we all we bought now but the travel safely thing would be good so what if we just teleport to east haven and then we just travel safely one day at a time to like Umbridge hill the loggers camp the only thing is it's gonna Dragon it actually Barrow. cost money to do the Tale of safe travel. Uh, it's like fifty gold pieces or something. Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's worth our fifty gold pieces a day to not have to do all those rolls. What do y'all think? That would be. I think so. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I mean, it... how many days are we talking, John? I mean, if, it, if, it, if it's on the expedite or uh, getting and taking care of things, yeah. Um, We'd well, miss out on a fun with the leprechaun. If you guys go to East Haven from there. You're talking four days travel. So that would pieces. be 200 gold pieces coming from yeah. the company itself, not. I think it's worth it. I think that would be worth it, yeah. It's hey, not worth that? it if it's coming from my money, though. The gold currently <laughs> is. The gold stash is currently sitting at just over 4,000. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, really quick, did you guys need? Is anyone? Were we need to do any more potions or whatever before mm-hmm. leaving? Because right now we have 
one rejuvenating juice left. We've long rested and everything's full again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you guys got to have five up. health. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was at 13. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can pick up a, a rejuvenating juice. Uh, it costs 500 gold pieces. Um, actually, four. I'll kick in on that. With the with the discount. All right. Can so I, probably, uh, we probably can I help? Use one. Can I help like rewrite tax codes so we don't have to pay that? Uh, for the the rejuvenating juice. Yeah, get a little bit off. Um, you could. I think uh, we're getting it at cost already. <laughs> you're you're getting you're getting uh, a discount. You're getting a booty call discount because Eris is. Uh, Oh, that's right. He's he's working hard for the organization. But but still, if if we had like a favorite adventurer thing, you know, yeah, where we didn't didn't have to pay taxes, maybe she could cut us a break. Yeah, or or maybe you could uh, cut her property taxes. She was willing to pass on some of the savings. There we go. We're not corrupt at all. The way to do it, Ryan, is is we would start working that in as an expense for any time the city sends us out as an adventure. We would build one thing of uh, oh, rejuvenating yeah, juice into the budget. As a line there, item. There uh, we go, yeah. Correct, yes. All right, so yeah, so we just need to start saying that we do like X number of uh, city safety mi- missions per month. And each time we do one, we get uh, free rejuvenating juice. <laughs> Paid for by taxes. All right, who's doing who's doing the expense reports? That's not me. Get I'll uh, get uh, I'll get Al on that. Uh, get I'm, I'm horrible at paperwork. Alatel can start working on that for us. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call her. Hilarious I'm gonna call if, if her Ryan Al. has a little secretary following him everywhere with like his his agenda and uh, having to write out things for him. Yeah, so we'll stop by by East Haven and, and get he'll get Alatel to get. Working on that for us. All right. So you want Alatel to uh, work up a a standard adventurer's contract that applies to SWAS? Well, yes. Yeah, or, or maybe it's only for the mayor, SWAS. You know, maybe it's just that the mayor's slush fund. Oh, okay. <laughs> where uh, where every time he personally goes and like checks out the area around town to make sure it's safe. He gets X amount of gold. Okay. And oh, and and uh, you can tell him you're not even gonna like you don't even need a salary. You know, one gold piece a year. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Why well, would you turn down a salary are through the roof? <laughs> your salary is just one gold piece a year. <laughs> How many gold pieces is that per month? Like a cop. Hey, if someone has a strongholds and followers PDF, can they send it to me? Oh uh, yeah. No, I think we do. We do like a, a ceremony where they just give you your one gold piece for the year. You know, we make a big deal about how how cheap you are. Like the key. Yeah, to the that, city. that was part of my mayoral platform when I was running. Um. Yeah, I think that they would like that. That might help you get reelected. Uh, Brandon, I can send you the strongholds and followers thing afterwards. Okay. I can't research a spell right now anyways, but. Okay. 
All right, so I've got Alatel uh, working on the mayor's salary package. Um, but if you guys want to pick up another Rejuvi juice right now, it'd be 450 gold pieces. Okay. So yeah, that'd be that'd be 90 gold pieces from each of you. Well, we just uh, uh, log that to the company, right? And then we don't yeah, do. if that's uh, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, just let me know. And then you're you're charging your travel expenses too. Yes, that's six hundred fifty gold. All right, total. So I'm I'm debiting six hundred fifty gold from what we've got. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that is going to okay. get you guys uh, safely traveling through the land. Um, uh, with each uh, traveler that you come across along the way, um, they they ask you for news from East Haven. Uh, if you have any, you you run into a few people along the road um, on your way there. What do you guys tell them about East Haven? Tell them about the uh, amazing new mayor they have. I don't mention that it's me, but uh, I really talk the guy up and, and just make him sound like an, an upright fellow. Oh, yeah, we talk about how he's the one that killed the dragon. Yeah, oh yeah, he's the one that killed the dragon. Doesn't tell for, jokes. Working for one gold piece a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just all do that. That's a great idea. <laughs> they're uh, they're very yeah. impressed. Uh, East Haven's really uh, it's coming up in the world. You know, it started off as just a little minor port town, and it's it's, it's uh, becoming its own little settlement there. Um, Terry would like to get a sidekick barbarian <laughs> as a follower a at some point. Yeah, like a like a tag team. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, is it gonna do this thing? Oh yeah, just tag me Absolutely. in. Just tag me in. <laughs> <laughs> He's level oh. one though, so you never tag him in. <laughs> or you do when he just gets knocked, slap out, and you have to go right straight back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with uh, <laughs> Terry pointing the way, uh, I guess each day uh, Terry has to refer to his map. He, uh, he'll turn it this way, turn it that way, look around him. Somehow he always manages to point you guys in the right direction. Three days into it, realize he doesn't even know how to read, but he's doing fine. <laughs> he knows how to read some. This guy's got really good pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's making notes on it uh, if you look over his shoulder you see it's just like crayon scribbles <laughs> pretty good artwork and uh, and all all four edges of the map only an eight all four edges of the map are just like soaked with oily fingerprints oh, of course they are uh, man this thing is so flammable Eventually, there's going to be like some type of magic condition. Everything Terry touches has a much higher (laughs) chance of becoming like, I don't know, engulfed in fire. (laughs) Uh, I'm just waiting until you rear back with your fire whip and accidentally set him on fire before you sling it at somebody. Yeah, it's kind of like the old fishing fishing pole gag where they accidentally hook the person behind them. It's going to be... Actually, if we can get him a fire resistance potion. Human torch him. Or something like that, and then set him on fire when he goes in and grapples people. I've 
ironically enough, I have a bottle of Alchemist Fire in my inventory. <laughs> but I have that's not I have been reluctant to use it. <laughs> he has resistance to fire damage if he's uh raging. Oh my sure. gosh, we should do that. We should set him on fire and he grapples people. There we go. How much damage would that do? 10d10 per round to the opponent. 10d10? <laughs> no, sorry. D10. Oh, I was like, whoa. It's better than Fireball. But then it's also doing up to 5 damage to you per round. <laughs> oh, you, you know. Alright. Let's, let's damage continue. Would be done anyway. let's, well, let's continue on. Well, on the fourth day of uh, of travel, um, you find yourself in a forest. Uh, the, looking around, the forest looks fairly normal. Um, but according to the uh, the intel that you have, there the entrance to the underground forest is actually in the side of uh, a large mountain. And as you approach, uh, you uh, find this this mountain rising up out of the forest and um, and, and and there's a giant, uh, like the most massive cave mouth you've ever seen. It's probably 300 feet across uh, and, and probably 100 feet high. There's actual trees like growing into it's like It's almost as though the forest is growing out of the hole in the ground and spreading outwards. Oh, um, cool. But, but as you get closer to the hole, you see obviously that the, that the trees seem to change in aspect. Um you know, obviously, once you get into the mouth or, or in near the mouth of the cave, you notice that the, the trees there, you would expect them to be like stunted because you're, they're not getting as much sunlight. Um, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it doesn't have the room to grow like you would expect. Um, but there's something different about these trees. And, uh, and as you look at them, you see that um, they look like... Um, they're that there's just uh they're a little bit different um the, the the bark of them is like almost like a pure gray and there appear to be like streaks of some kind of amber looking substance that periodically breaks through the tre- uh the tree's barked exterior um and uh so you think that um from the description that you've given or that you were given that this uh that this amber substance that you see uh, might be what they were referring to. Hmm. Can I make like a nature or herbalism check or something to try to figure out what this stuff is? Sure. What's going on with these trees? Yeah. Uh, which one would make more sense? Uh, you said nature or herbalism? Yeah. Uh, yeah herbalism what- kit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do an herbalism check using your, I guess, wisdom. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Oh, critical success. Critical success. Okay. So you see that these trees um, appear to be, um, it it looks like it's some sort of natural adaptation Mm -hmm. um, where these trees have uh, kind of, taken on the um the, the the aspects of of like a fungus huh um and so that explains 
you think why they might not necessarily need as much sunlight. <laughs> right. Um, because they're not solely dependent on that. Um, and while you're standing there examining that, you see that this uh, these trees appear to descend uh, as far back into the cave as you can see. Hmm. And the amber substance is like, uh, is it liquid like, uh, like actual amber or is it? Um, yeah, just periodically you might see some of it, uh, peeking out from between like where, uh, like on a normal tree where the bark would split apart. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you see a glow. It's, it's not in every nook and cranny. Um, but uh, periodically, you see that. Gotcha. So, like consistency-wise, is it like a rock or like sap? Um, it would tend to be more like sap. But um, what you were told to look for was deposits um, of of this stuff after it had uh, hardened into mm, actual okay. like lumps of amber. Okay. Well, I guess let's go in here and check this place out. Okay. So you guys going to venture down into the cave? Yes. All right. (laughs) We didn't waste all that money for nothing. Sterling is definitely going to be getting out his hooded lantern. Okay. Um, so as you begin to make your way down into the cave, this is like the strangest cave that you've ever seen. Um, you know, whereas most caves it's rocks and water and wet and cold and nasty. This, it, it really is almost like an underground forest. Um, the deeper you go, uh, the more the natural sunlight fades behind you. And yet there seems to be some sort of soft glow ahead of you. Um, and uh, the deeper you go into the forest, uh, the, the the brighter it becomes. Um, as you're walking down through there, the air is damp and stale, uh, filled with the scent of mildew and fungus. Um, eventually, you get deep enough down there that you don't really hear any breeze or feel any breeze anymore. Um, the ground underneath your feet is soft and loamy. Um, but, uh, you know, if if you, like, reach down and, like, pick up a handful of it, kind of rub it between your fingers, it almost feels kind of oily. Hmm. Um, and as you're... About, yeah, go ahead. What about animals? Do we hear, like, animal noise and stuff still? Um, no. So as you're making your way down in there, um, the it's actually kind of unnaturally quiet. Uh, even the sounds of your feet are muffled by the soft ground. Um, and the only thing that you hear cutting through the silence is the occasional creak of wood. And uh, the you, you, you are hearing sounds of insect life, though. Okay, but no birds or mammals or anything? Nope, not hearing anything like that. Um, as you make your way down through there... Uh, you notice that the trees are, are really close together. Um, and despite being underground, these trees have, uh, unusually thick trunks and, uh, there appears to be fungus growing on everything. Um, 
And uh, let me give you guys kind of a picture of what you're seeing. There is a fungus among us. I was wondering who was going to say it. All right. And so as you're walking down in between these trees, eventually you realize that the light um, from in front of you is coming from a massive glowing mushroom towards the center of this giant cavern. Uh, Just judging by how far you can see and how far you've walked in, this cavern appears to be miles across. Um, and, uh, And let me show you guys this picture here. Control shift plus M. The fester wood. <laughs> oh, cool. Wow, that is a huge mushroom. For sure. Wait a minute. Where's this showing up at? Roll 20. I just clicked show to everyone. Oh, wow. There it is now. Okay. Yeah, I was looking in Discord. That's pretty cool. A little afraid. All right. So, um, but, um, so here's the strange thing as you're moving through this forest, um, you're, you're seeing that, uh, I mean that this is, uh, unlike any kind of forest that you've seen before, um, the, the, the massive glowing mushroom, uh, appears to have like everything down here has appeared to have adapted to the light coming from this from this giant mushroom. Uh, so, um, is there water? And, like, do we hear water or see water or anything anywhere? Yeah. So periodically you come across a small pool or trickle of water. Uh, although the, the, like where it's coming from and where it's going, uh, you're not really sure. It's just like, you'll be walking along and all of a sudden you'll see like a little pool of water between a few trees. You're not sure if it's bubbling up out of the ground or, or is it just collecting there from something? Uh, there's no signs of any kind of rain or anything. Um, but um, as you're walking through here, you're realizing that, man, these uh, these trees are, are really repetitive. Um, you know, uh, and while you're seeing um, a lot of different varieties of, of fungi and, and underbrush, uh, these trees are all nearly identical, uh, which you feel like hmm. might make it a little bit difficult to uh, to navigate through this through this cave. Do, do we have reason to believe that we're repeating the same few trees over and over, or are we actually moving and the trees just happen to be identical? Well, now now you're moving, <clears throat> and and you can tell that you're moving because uh, this giant mushroom in the center of the cave. Uh, almost serves as a landmark. Okay. Um, so you can tell that you're moving, but it is kind of hard to like judge how far you might have traveled, or you know what you're what you're you're doing as far. But as long as you're keeping the the giant mushroom in the middle of the cave in the same area, you can use that kind of as a bearing. Okay. All right. And so after about an hour's worth of uh, travel, um, you find that uh, you're a little uncertain of of what to do at this point. Um, Let's see. 
Um, yeah, should we should we just head towards the giant mushroom? That's what I'm well, kind of thinking. It's only thing. Okay, so you want to try and head towards the mushroom? Well, I mean, I know we're looking for outcroppings of amber somewhere, but I don't know. Do we do we notice is there more or less of the stuff coming from the trees as we travel closer? Um, there doesn't appear to be um, more or less of it. However, uh, each of you roll me a perception check. Well, dang, Harris with his 23. Nick got the 20. Oh, wait, no, mind. that's another. Different role. Ben almost got a 23. They're all good rolls. They are uh, good rolls. <laughs> Norlin, it was there over 10. There's so a bad one. <laughs> there we go. Norlin only rolled a 12 because he doesn't care. Nor- Norlin had <laughs> advantage. Norlin's like, we're in a cave, and I'm the only one with dark vision, but I don't know. I got All dark right. Vision too. Oh, so it's the only two with dark vision that sucked it up. So, Eris, yeah, as you're walking along, he notices up in uh, in one of the trees that it looks like there is a a fist size uh, glowing. Um, you might also almost describe it as a, a pustule. Uh, that yeah. looks like a, a collection of this this amber stuff, uh, and it's uh, it's nearly fifty feet up in this tree. Um, but you think that those might be the kind of things that you're looking for? Hey, uh, guys, um, up there, I'll, I'll send Lil Hoot up there to get it. He's got a climb speed of forty. Oh, he does. Um, yeah. And I'm going to have Al Bundy go look just um, so I can get a closer look at it without actually having to get up there. Just to make sure there's not like some type of amber monster hidden inside the pustule that's going to kill us. Well, not, the, like I said, uh, the, the, it's about the size of a fist. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. If we were level six, I would have a climb speed, but we're not. All right. So you're going to send Al Bundy up there to check it out? Um, so when he gets up there, uh, I, and I guess Eris is probably like looking through his eyes or whatever, um, he sees that, uh, it almost looks like some kind of organic looking gem, uh, and it glows with a dim yellow light from within. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, did you say you're going to send little hoot up to try and collect that Danny? Yeah, he's a he's a good fella. I'll send him up there. All right. Uh, so it takes him, I guess, uh, about ten seconds or so to climb up there. Um, and uh, and what 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 are you gonna? How's how's he trying to collect this? I mean, because he doesn't have hands, right? He's gonna he's gonna beak it. Okay, so he's gonna try <laughs> to collect it and just like grab it with his beak and rip it out of the tree. Yeah, he's just gonna fetch it. Look, it's a tennis ball. Oh, but he's on supervise. All right. 
Uh, so go ahead, have him roll me a strength check to see if he can rip it free. Okay. Uh, oh there yeah, twenty-two. He gets a whole a big big mouthful of this thing and just wrenches it away, like pulls his head away. Um, and as he does, he uh, he squawks out in pain and oh. immediately drops the, uh, the 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 pustule, and it comes uh, clattering down through the branches and lands at the base of the tree. And uh, Little Hoot takes uh, one point of damage. No. That sucks. Don't like that at all. I got no way to mark it without without his uh, token, but... Okay. I'll do it whenever we get to that point. All right. I feel bad now. Poor little hoot. All right. So... Can we can we do like a uh, like a quick little medical examination on him to see what it was that hurt him, or do we know? So you're gonna let uh, little hoot climb back down and then try to examine him. Yeah, look at him and see what hurt him. All right. Harris is on check out the amber pustule. Well, I'll just say, was it you know was it the yellow stuff? Did the amber color stuff? Did that hurt you? He understands my language, so he can just. Um. So can. Does, can he communicate back to you? Um, he just go looking a little who going. Well, he's got an intelligence of eight, Ooh. and he understands my language, all the languages that I speak. So, oh, okay. He, he nod and... So, so yeah, he he kind of nods yes uh, to you, and uh, as you take a look at his beak, um, it looks as though uh, a portion of his beak has been burned, as though. Uh, he came in contact with some kind of acid. Well, I'll I'll brush that off for him and put a little, put a little <laughs> rub some dirt on it. All right. And How much then, damage uh, did he take? Just he took, one. Yeah, he took oh. one point of damage. Uh, Eris, you said you were going to examine the the gym. Yes. All right. Uh, so, what are you going to do to examine it? Probably pee on it first to get all the acid off. Uh, he's first going to take a look at it and um, check and see is like with some type of examining tool, like whether it being just like a uh, a blade or something to see if like there's anything coating it, like okay. something like some type of ichor or whatever. Um, and then if there's nothing that he can tell that's coating it, then he's going to go ahead and do a uh, detect magic ritual on it. Okay, um, so uh, I'm assuming you're using like some sort of little, you know, a dagger or or some sort of small tool to to poke at it and check yeah. for a coating. All right, something um, not very so, valuable in case that it just melts whatever it touches. Yeah, so so you don't see any sort of um, um, cover like a, a coating or anything like that on it. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever your tool comes into contact uh, with the with the gems, uh, it, it begins to smoke and melt as though it's being eaten away by acid. Well, that sucks. Hey, um, sort of off topic, but how are our horses and wagon doing going through this forest so far? 
Okay, uh, so horses would be doing fine. Your wagon's probably really struggling to make its way through here because uh, the, the the trees are really close together and there's not much of a, a road or a pathway through here. Should we... You guys think we should just leave the wagon some ways in, or... Yeah. Do we have a lot of irreplaceables on it? We have our followers. That's how the living beings on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, a yeah. ballista and a person. Hey, there's a ballista on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> right? We never need to take the ballista. <laughs> well, we need a floating wagon. Actually, I can cast levitate on it only for so long, though, I guess. How heavy is it? I can just carry um, so um yeah, what do you want to try and do with this uh with this crystal that you found? Well I'm gonna do the did I get any reaction from the, the tech magic? Um no. Well uh, actually yes, you are getting uh, a uh, a reading from the tech from tech magic. So it's uh, like getting magic a uh, detect magic yes. reading. Yes, you are. Um, just like you do uh, with alluvium. Okay. Hmm. So, so it's the crystal be... itself that's doing the, the burning? Yes, the crystal itself is burning. There's not any sort of coating or liquid or anything on it. Can I get like a piece of one of these trees and touch it to the crystal and see what happens? Like just a okay. stick? All right. So yeah, when you when you go and you pick up um, the um, the the, like just a fallen branch or a limb or something like that, you notice that the this tree it feels the the bark of it feels very different from usual. Uh Um, and uh, and and when you go over and you poke the um, the, uh, the 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 crystal with it. There doesn't appear to be any kind of reaction. Like the wood doesn't appear to be burned. Okay, well let's strip some bark and just make like a little pouch for these things. I uh, I actually have an idea. It's home office that's wanting this, right? Uh huh. Okay, so let me run this by you, John. Um, my living loot satchel, which is an upgrade for level two for a horseman. Uh, it's an automatic teleport to a. Uh, a safe slash coffer within our uh, main office. So could I, in theory, put this gem in the bag of holding and it be transported to the home office that they could get in and look at so that we would save time that way? Um, it says its innards are connected. The exact wording, its innards are connected to a secure coffer within head office's vault in Waterdeep to which the satchel periodically transfers the franchise's wealth. So it's moving gold and things. So in theory, this is still moving an object. Okay. Basically, um, yeah. just tucking that in the sack and letting them get burned by it. Well, I mean, we would still package it with a note that says, be careful, it will burn you. 
Yeah, we can still wrap it with the bark. Well, we have to know if he would allow that first. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if that's what your bag does, if that's its ability, then, then that yeah, would it, work. Yeah, it, it is at, at level two. So, yeah, it okay. can do that. Yeah, it says funds and valuables, so I guess that would count, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it would almost be like uh, you're shooting it through the mail tube back to headquarters. Yeah. Um, but so I, have yeah. To, I do have to pass a DC-15 to get it back, like for something from the satchel back to us immediately. Okay. But it doesn't say anything about sending it there. It just automatically can go there. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that works. Uh, so you guys are going to try to package it? All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like... go, go ahead. Like we're wrapping it in the bark, right? Yeah, okay. because it, it didn't harm the tree. All right. So when you go to peel the bark from the tree, mm-hmm. um, you find that you can't actually peel it. Um, it won't detach. Um, this tree appears to be um, extremely hard. Um, like if you pick at it with a fingernail or, or something like that, it almost um, feels as though it's uh, made out of, of, of like metal. It's almost like an uh, iron or, or metal of some sort. Hmm. Interesting. But the dagger That's uh, was affected strange. by it though, right? Yes. That is John. Um, I'm going to just run through a series of different types of materials to see if anything else is affected differently by the acid reaction. Um, to see if okay. there's possibly anything else other than bark, leather, um, earth, um, mud, clay, whatever there might be available. He's just on try rock. Okay. Um, yeah, almost everything that you use to try and pick this thing up uh, immediately begins smoking and uh, and dissolving away as though it's being melted by acid. So is okay. the ground smoking around it where it's sitting? Um, wherever it's touching anything that's not made out of this wood, yes. Anything that comes into contact <clears throat> begins melting and dissolving away. All right, I just in try fact, to weave some like. In, little, in fact, while you've been uh, sitting there watching together. for a minute, it's almost like it's melting down into the ground. All right, yeah, can well, I try to just like, like weave some little twigs together and uh... just toss it in the satchel at home office? Worry about it. It's what I say. <laughs> well, Terry bon said voy- from the start. Bon voyage, baby. Is that what you want to try and do? I mean, we can fashion something, and then if it makes it there, it makes it. These people are professionals. All right, so you're going to, like, try to weave a little basket out of it. I guess. Out of some twigs, of twigs. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right, roll, roll me a d20 to see how good of a basket weaver you are. Do you have a, a skill? Weave. A weave check. No, I have no yeah, skill give me, at this. Yeah, give me a weave check. Uh, does anybody have a spell or anything? Oh, 19. 
Come on, yeah. Dream Weaver. I just, I just went. went. <laughs> say Tree Weaver. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Uh, let's see. I, I'm trying to go through what spells I do have. Y'all ain't even got to worry about rolling to roll that basket, fellas. I got this one fixed. <laughs> He took underwater basket weaving in college and drow college and paid attention. Yeah, there's really nothing I can cast that I am I don't know, that I even have an even a possibility that it would do something. I could do levitate, but only for so long, and then it's just let me walk around. Unless we just want to like levitate it and then like push it toward things that we want to attack. <laughs> well, do you um, do you have mage hand? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's not going to do a whole lot for very long. Actually, I've got my telekinetic ability. I can move a small object, like up to 30 feet. So I could move this rock into the bag. But we need to to send a note with it that tells them. We just got to get it in the bag. Yeah, I got Mage Hand. I can do that. Okay. I mean, he's already made made this very nice basket at this point. Right. Right. So he's woven this little basket out of twigs. Almost like a cage around this uh, mm-hmm. this thing, and uh, and you're just going to chuck it in the bag and hope it appears in your uh, safe deposit box at, uh, back at headquarters. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put a note on it. That says, um, you know, acidic like properties handle, you know, with caution. All right. Um. Okay, and do any of you have an open line of communication back to uh, to headquarters? I have a. Didn't someone have a sending stone? Yeah. Okay. Let me see okay. what it does. I think that's exactly what it does. Is lets you talk to home office. All right. So, um, I guess, are you going to try to contact home office and let them know that you're sending them, sending them something and to watch out for it? Uh, yeah. So it's a DC 15 check. Yep. An Arcana check to establish contact. Oh boy. We'll see. There we go. Hey, hey. And uh, it rings through. um, And uh, and you hear a a very uh, annoyed sounding voice on the far side uh, contact you. And it says, uh, hello, you've reached Ack Inc. Um, How can I help you? Uh, Hello, uh, this is uh, Mayor Sterling uh, Bancroftshire. I'm with the oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the uh, SWAS group out in uh, East Haven. We are a franchise of uh, Ack Inc. Um, we are sending you an item uh, that we don't quite understand. It burns everything except for the twigs that we've wrapped it in. Uh, maybe you guys can look at that and. Uh, Get back to us on uh, kind of what yeah. this is. Yeah, because they asked us to to get them a sample anyway. All right. So, so you're oh, saying yeah. you're you're saying that you're sending uh, dangerous materials to the head office. 
Are you really yeah, calling you, uh, it a bomb threat? At their request. At, at your request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of repeat what Tuvark said. <laughs> All right. Uh, you hear the lady start you, screaming, and she starts saying, yelled, it's a you bomb! You asked for this. It's a bomb! Oh, no, no. Everyone else is like, what's a bomb? <laughs> um, so uh, you hear uh, you hear an angry-sounded male voice come on the line, and he says, what's this about a bomb? Are you threatening us again? This isn't the complaints department. <laughs> so no, 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 it's like a... Uh... Alluvium. Oh. Does that mean anything to him? Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, just tell him we got a letter from head office asking us to get him a sample of this. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, we got a letter. And like, I guess I'll read him the letter. Okay, so you, you read it out to him, and he says, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like an official uh, an official uh, request from head office. Uh, um, so he uh, he agrees to pass on the info and let them know that there's a, a piece of this stuff to look at. Uh, and he said, uh, how, ma- how many did they ask you to collect? Unspecified. Oh. <laughs> Several, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, probably quite uh, a bit. Yeah, actually, uh, you notice down the in the letter uh, as you're reading it back to him that they had requested uh, no fewer than than ten samples for them to look at. Mm. Samples. Well, we can break this one up into ten pieces. I mean, somebody got a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you guys feel like uh, they're gonna they're gonna start taking a look at it and everything, but uh, but you guys are gonna have to find a few more of these. Yeah, that's fine. At least I can get a head start on it. All right. So, um, as you, uh, I tell I tell them to to be ready for more, and then I hang up. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Um, the question is, where would you like to go, uh, from here? So based off of, uh, the size and the direction of this, uh, giant mushroom in the middle of this cavern, it looks like it might be about three miles or so from where you're at to the base of the mushroom. Um, yeah, three miles to the, to the northwest to get to this mushroom. Um, yeah, I'm fine if we just head towards it. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. It's the if it's I was in a video game, that's where I'd be headed. Yeah, that's the worst that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, let's see. Um, does anybody have anything that helps them with navigation? A cartographer. That's literally my job. All right. That I just uh, found out about. Uh, I've, I've got, got natural cartographer's tool. What, uh, what does the natural explorer forest do? 
Uh, that's everything it says right there. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that very informative ability you have there. Yeah. I have this thing here. Let's see what it says. Natural Explorer. Okay. So that will actually help you a lot, right? Uh, I have no idea. Become, well, it says you can't be slowed. You can't become lost. You're alert to danger. Oh, yeah. That's pretty legit. Yeah, that that's that's very helpful. Unlike the... Uh, and what's your spyglass of clairvoyance do? Basically, what it says, I must exceed a DC-15 wisdom check and using my cartographer's tools to map the natural terrain found within three miles of a chosen point. Okay. All right. Um, so, so you guys are going to make a, a beeline kind of for the, for the, uh, for the, the, the mushroom then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and roll me one of your patented D12s? Here we go. All right. And uh, everybody roll me a perception check. Norland cares now. Ooh, woo. Yeah. That All right. Mean so it's real important. Uh, it looks like Norland this time uh, sees a a large um, root sticking up out of the ground, and underneath the curve of this root is another one of these large um, pustules. Does that mean we should make another basket? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, do I have to prove my ability to do that again, or can I just make one? No, no, you can make one. So you're going to try to make another little cage out of twigs and stuff? Yeah. All right. And um, while you're doing that, Norlin, why don't you go ahead and roll me our, uh, go ahead and roll me a constitution save. Why? Okay. 14. Yep, he's uh, doing okay. Um, and you are able to fashion another little cage and collect a yep. second one of these um, samples. All right. Uh, how many times per day can you send stuff back through your bag? It 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 is not listed as a, a limited thing. The only thing that's listed as limited is me getting something back from them that I have to pass a check on. Gotcha. It just says it periodically periodically sends it back for safekeeping. Right. Okay. All right. Um, 
let's see. Um, and uh, Sterling, while he was making his um, while he was making his little basket for your things there, um, you were kind of digging around in your pouch, and you noticed that some of the food that you had in your in your pouch appears to have uh, mold growing on it, almost like a loaf of bread. Oh, weird. Uh, so I kind of I kind of look at it for a second, and I say, uh, "Turn to um, who do I think?" I turn to Eris, and I'm like, hey, uh, this food was fine when we walked in, but look at it now. And I kind of hold it up to Eris. Eris' clinical opinion is, ooh, gross. Yeah, Eris (laughs) looks at it, and it looks like like about a week-old loaf of bread that has a a fairly nice um, uh, colony of some kind of fungus growing on it. This one's bright turquoise. Yeah. Eris yeah. is going to try to examine it the best he can without contaminating himself. Um, no telling whose dongle has touched it, so um, I need <laughs> to uh, be careful. So he's going he's to try to check it out, John. Um, what would you like me to um, roll uh, or do for that? Uh, probably. Um... Just some kind of nature or um, I do investigation. Medicine. Yeah, you could do an investigation check. Okay. Can I guide myself? I can't remember. Um, I do have guidance. Can I give myself guidance? Yeah, this isn't like under yeah, duress. Not, so you can yeah. okay. add a There's D4. We should roll a damn one on guidance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's better than not casting. It's, yeah, it's at better all. than nothing. You know, might just that one might. I may have needed a thirteen. That may have been the cutoff. I don't know. All right. Uh, so yeah, this is definitely some sort of fungal infection, and just from your understanding <laughs> of fungus, um, it might be it's okay. Bad. It might be bad if you eat it. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can do foraging and stuff for us in here anyway, if, if necessary. Yeah, but odds are anything in here is going to have that mold growing on it. Mushrooms are, are natural and delicious. Yeah. That's what Tuvark says. Personally, oh. as a player, I do, as a person, I do not eat mushrooms, but Tuvark does. He's fine with it. I don't think Norlin eats them either. So I, I throw that food on the ground. I'm just like, gross. All right. All right. If I see that, I guess I'll examine it. Yeah, I suppose we need to start looking at the rest of our um, equipment and see if anything else is uh, getting fuzzy. All right. Check on um, the parish <laughs> so, so you guys check it out, and uh, and it looks like um, most of your food is beginning to. It looks like it's it's aging or decomposing um, far quicker than it would normally. Um. Several of the food items have uh, 
some some fungus and stuff growing on it. Uh, other stuff, it just looks like, um, you know, it's uh, it's rotting slowly away. Um, if if I were to take a careful look at us, do we appear to show any signs of advanced aging? Um, no, you do not. However, some of your gear, like some of you guys, are wearing leather armor, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So leather can definitely be. Uh, uh, fungus can definitely uh, get a uh, a toehold on on basically any kind of um, natural fabric or or yeah material. Um, Metal items don't seem to be uh, bothered unless uh, unless you use them to try and poke them uh, poke the the yellow stuff. All right. Well, it's three miles. I guess we can hoof the three miles and back real quick or something. I, I don't know. All right. So you guys, guys are gonna you guys are gonna move on another uh, mile closer to the to the mushrooms. I say we so, do it. Yeah. How far away are we now? Uh, you're about two miles away now. You've made one mile worth of progress. Okay. I guess so. All right. Uh, roll me another um, D12, Ryan. All right. He's liking the sixes tonight. <laughs> Keeping it down the middle. And roll me another perception check, you guys. Six on my Hold perception on. as well. I keep forgetting I need to roll with Albany's perception. <laughs> Aren't you glad you took the time to do that? Yes. All Not right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as you get closer towards the... Uh, towards the, the, the giant mushroom, uh, Tuvark uh, spots another one of these um, another one of these uh, pustules. This one is uh, is about 30 feet up from the ground and, and it's in like a, a V where this one tree like branches and, and splits in half and it's mounted like right in the middle of the V. Uh, I pointed out and said, do, you, do we even care about this? <laughs> Right now, I felt like we should just hurry in, check it out, and hurry back out, and then we can make shorter forays into here to look for more of these things. Yeah, we got to get 10. I mean, so you want me to try to get it down or no? That's your call. I could try and shoot it down. Yeah, I was gonna say, shoot an arrow up there, try to knock it down that way. All right. Let's all take shots at it. All right, yeah. So you want to see if you can dislodge it? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Just make an attack on it? Yeah. Normal advantage? What's the... Just just normal. Just roll a normal attack. A couple of 22s. 
Good night. <laughs> Harry just hits the tree with his chair. Terry just oh, throws his chair up into the tree. I'm using the new slide of hand hand hidden crossbow. All right. Uh. Um so yeah, the uh the first two arrows hit it dead on and, and it appears to to shift a little bit. Uh so two varks arrow hits. Uh Sterling's crossbow bolt ricochets off of it and it looks really loose. Um Terry throws the chair up, but it clangs off of one of the tree branches and doesn't do any good, uh, except makes a lot of noise. Uh, and Norland's uh, crossbow uh, hits the thing, and it dislodges and uh, and falls to the forest ground. All right. Um, Can we just like uh, just gather up a bunch of leaves around it. Well, until the leaves burn. Uh, so yes, the leaves do burn. Okay. Um, um, and then Terry, so um, since, when you go to pick up Norland your steel, did the, oh, go ahead. Since Norland did the slide of hand crossbow thing, can we say that nobody saw it and everybody just thinks Terry got it down? <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, Terry, when you go to pick up your chair, um, I need you to make me a constitution save. Hey, can we say that um, Norland was just making baskets as we walked so that we don't have to like wait for him to make one every time we find a thing? Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. I never thought basket weaving would have been a thing. <laughs> and who'd have thought Norland would be so good at it? That's right. Got skills, baby. It's a man of many, many talents. All right, so <laughs> as you guys get closer to the, uh, to the large... Uh, Mushroom. What was that con save uh, for? Uh, you're not sure. Oh. Um, you see um, what looks like some dancing blue lights, um, almost like uh, fireflies. Uh, and as you get closer, uh, you realize they—that's exactly what they are. But rather than the usual like yellow green of a of a natural firefly, these appear to be glowing. A pale purpley blue color uh, that matches the the color of the glowing mushroom in the center of this forest. Is there like a, a deep driving uh, bass beat in the background too? <laughs> no, no. Anybody uh, dancing? No, mostly you hear uh, just like uh, insect noises moving around. Occasionally, you think you might hear something off in the distance, but if you stop and try to listen, um, you, you, you don't hear anything. Um, it's very, um, it, th this whole place is just like naturally, um, the, the, the sound is dampened. Hey, uh, two bucks and Terry... take a piece of cloth and just kind of like tie it around his face like a, a mask, like a bandana or whatever to cover his nose and mouth, by the way. Okay. And I mumble something about spores to the rest of the guys when I do that. All uh, right. Terry wants to catch one of the fireflies. Yeah, we follow suit. With the all masks. Right. So you guys all put masks on. All right. 
Can we say we have SWAS bandanas and then we can put those on? Uh, yeah, a, yeah, that was part of our bands, didn't we? Yeah, you guys got like uh, you you guys got your logo printed on some black and blue merch and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Um, Harry, I forgot he's wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> all right. Um, so you guys make your way uh, the last mile forward and roll me another D12, Ryan. There you go. Come on. 12. 12, Rooney. All right. So as um, you guys get close to um, towards the uh, the, the base of this giant mushroom, which as you get closer, you knew it was big. You didn't realize just how big this thing was across. So now that you're closer to it, this thing is probably three quarters of a mile across from one side to the other. I mean, this thing is mm. gigantic. Like at the top? At the, the top of the mushroom or at the base? Yeah, No, the, the, the cap. So the cap, the canopy or whatever. Yeah, the, the canopy probably spreads almost a mile across. Whoa. Uh, this thing is huge. Whoa! Um, and as you approach the thing, um, you realize that um, it looks like there's about a thousand foot radius around the bottom of this thing, where there is no other life, no no other plant life or anything. Um, and, uh, and as you're getting closer to it, uh, you see a giant, um, figure that appears to be sitting on a stump, um, better not be that damn leprechaun and his back (laughs) is turned towards you. Um, this, if this was a leprechaun. Uh, it'd be the biggest leprechaun you've ever seen. It's a, it looks to be a large uh, bipedal creature. And uh, as you approach, you think that this thing is... Uh, it, well, it's it's huge. It's far bigger than any of you. Um, and it has its back turned towards you. And uh, it appears to be doing something uh, that you can't see. Its body is blocking... And you can't you can't see what it's doing. Is it wearing clothes or is it like? Uh, look at um, so it it is wearing um, it it's wearing like some um, leather, uh, a, basically like a leather loincloth, and it's pretty much naked. The rest of it, there's a large sack on the ground next to it. And uh, and and it just appears to be sitting on on this stump, working on something. You got? I know giant. You want me to guys to call out? You want me to get, do you guys want me to call out to it? In giant, say hello or something. Yeah, I say we start friendly. Can you start like about ten yards ahead of us? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, because I can. <laughs> I can uh, tele- magically teleport ten yards, so that's fine. Uh, I'll just call out and and goblin whatever I mean not goblin and giant whatever the the nicest giant hello is just uh, uh, 
Hello there, friend. Uh, how goes it? So, you know Giant. How familiar are you with Giant culture? Um, I think Giant was like one of my people that I hung out with, something in my background. Okay. So, I thought, so fairly, I think they were one of my groups that I studied. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this creature turns around to face you and, uh, and you see that, um, uh, it it turns around and stands to its feet, looks at you. Uh, and as it stands up, you see that it, it stretches taller and taller. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's huge. Um, and this is a, a stone giant. Um, in his hands, you see a large, wicked-looking uh, knife and also a large hunk of what looks like some of this wood from these trees. Hmm. Didn't we see a stone giant, like a dead stone giant or something? Uh, you saw a dead frost giant at one point. A frost giant. Yeah. I thought we saw something that we thought was from a stone giant. Or someone mentioned stone giants. Yes, one of you found a rock or something, didn't you? Yeah, there was something that told us that stone giants have been around, which we thought was weird. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so the the giant turns and uh, looks at you. Uh, looks confused, actually, at first that you would be addressing him in giant, and uh, and he says. Uh, he, he greets you back and says, "Well met, friend." And the I'm way he bug, says, "Friend," it, it's maybe. it's a question. I'm a bugbear, so he's probably like you know, seen bugbears before. Um, sorry to disturb you. Yeah, uh, we are indeed friendly towards you. We we wish no quarrel with you. We were just uh, uh, surprised to find this forest here, and we're exploring it. Um. He says, uh, well, welcome to the Festerwood. And he uh, gestures around. Um, and uh, and he's, he's gesturing with the hand with the giant knife in it. Uh, and uh, and you, uh, closer examination, it looks like he's been trying to carve this piece of wood. Um, but it looks like he's not having much luck. Gotcha. Uh, um, say, yeah, that, that wood is extremely tough. Were you trying to trying to use it? We found it impossible to to do anything with the bark ourselves. Uh, he says, "Yes, uh, you know my my people are all the time uh, crafting and making things, and I found this uh, strange forest down here with these trees, and I thought that these would make some uh, some fine implements for us, but none of my, uh, tools seems to be able to carve them very well. Yeah, we have, we had the same problem. Um, have you, have you examined any of the sap? We found it to be acidic to the point that it burned. Ah, yes. Um, I found the same. I, I, I try to use the, the dead pieces of wood where all the, the saps run out of them. Uh, I'll gesture up at the gigantic mushroom. Do you do you know anything about uh, this gigantic fungus? Uh, no. Uh, 
uh, only that uh, this whole ecosystem seems to have grown up around it. Um, it uh, appears to be the only source of light down here. Uh, have you been down here very long? Only a short time. We we just walked straight to to see what this giant fungus was. Oh, as did I the first time I came down here. Uh, you'll find that if you stay, um, it, it appears to to wax and wane the brightness of it, almost like a day and night cycle. Hmm. Is there? I guess I'm going to try to quickly like uh, tell the guys what he said, what he's telling me, uh, okay. so they know what's going on. And uh, T- tell them you're with the mayor. <laughs> sure, also. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been to uh, to East Haven uh, in the land above, but uh, my friend here is the mayor of that town. It's a fine town. We'd be uh, happy to uh, to welcome you in and show you the town at some point if you wanted to come that far to the east above ground. Uh, the uh, the giant says, "Well, that that's a kind offer, but I uh, I tend to uh, stay away from the coast and the small people." They're not all as kind and polite as you are. Well, that's understandable. Well, I, you know, myself, I'm much larger than them, but I'm nowhere near a giant, of course. <laughs> that's um, true. Is there anything else uh, that you've seen here that we should be wary of? <clears throat> uh, just uh, watch out for the insects. There's uh, a lot of them down here. Uh, also, um, it, it, if you feel funny, you probably need to leave the cave. Oh, really? Is there? Uh, I was worried about the spores in the air from all of the fungal growths. Do they affect the mind? Or um, it appears uh, they can every now and then. Uh, I've seen uh, strange creatures with uh, with fungal growths on them. Uh, I, I'm assuming they uh, made their way in down here and. We're unable to uh, to fight off the uh, the infections. Hmm. Understood. Well, uh, thank you for your uh, for your information. Do you uh, have any questions or need anything from us before we move on? Um. No, I think I'm okay. Uh, unless you have any food, um, mine seems to all to have gone bad. Ours seems to be doing the same. Do I? Uh... I don't know. Could I give him any tips on where to find food or which mushrooms are edible down here or something? Maybe. Um. Yeah, you could. Um. Give me a. Are you proficient in survival? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a survival check. See if you know which ones of these mushrooms would be edible or not. Fourteen. Okay. Um. So you can point him towards ones that you think might be safe, but you're not uh, yeah. super certain because these are all a little bit different than the kind you find on the surface. Okay, yeah, I'll just I'll tell him now. I'll say I think these are okay, but uh, I'm not I'm not certain. They're, you know, everything's strange down here to me. Okay, and if uh, if I have any rations that are still good, I'll give him one or two. I had fifteen, I think. All right. No, it's not much for a giant. Uh, he, he thanks you uh, for that, and uh, and uh, you know, bid you uh, 
safe travels. Uh, and he yeah. says, uh, if if you do make your way all the way to the base of the uh, of the light spore, uh, he said, I'm assuming that's what I will call it. But uh, and he gestures at the giant mushroom. He says, uh, watch out for the the strange creatures there. Okay. Um, yeah. They I was, seem to. I was they call seem it. to. They seem to have fallen under the sway of uh, these fungal spores. Ooh. I was going to call this thing a sun shroom. Well, that would work as well. <laughs> All right. So, are you guys going to do anything or ask anything else of the the giant? I don't think so. Do you have anything yeah. valuable laying around that's unsupervised? Uh, I mean, he's got his big bag. I missed out on some of the conversation. Did we ask about the acidic nature of the uh, amber? Yeah. What do you say? He's not really sure what causes it to be acidic. Okay. But he doesn't know of anything else to uh, contain it? Uh, the the wood itself seems to be the only thing that, that he can figure out. Um, let's see. Um, do you guys tell him that you're trying to collect samples? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll tell him we're collecting samples to study. Of the sap. Okay. Uh, well, he uh, he digs around in his bag for just a second, and he pulls out some small, um, what in his hands look like, uh, almost like a, a ring box or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he he, uh, he gives them to you all and, and says, uh, these are the only things he's had success making so far. Um and so, like I said, it, it looks like a ring box in his hand, but uh, in your hands, it, it's you know big enough to to put something inside. So it's like a small little box or container made out of fester wood. Oh, nice! How many of those samples we think we could stick in one of those? You could probably fit two in each one, and he gives you three of those boxes. Oh, nice! Okay, that's six more we can send back. Means we only need one more Norland basket. We're good. All right. Um, I was thinking, thinking very much for those. Uh, uh, I don't know if you have a need for it, but I could, I could give you some coins in exchange. He says, uh, coins can be used to buy new tools. I've blunted half of mine trying to carve all this stuff. So he'd gladly take whatever you'd give him. Let's see. I'll give him uh, 50 gold pieces. How about that? All right. Yeah, he's happy to receive that. Um, let's see, uh, Norland, you said you were looking for, or trying to take a look at his bag. If it's possible without, with minimal risk. I mean, you could try. It might anger him though. If you get caught. Yeah, I'll pass. I'll pass for now. All right. I just know there's something really great in there. All right. Um, Before we go, I'll tell him if he's ever in need of adventurers, he can contact Swass, and I'll give him a. uh, I'll pull out like a little one of those like uh, yard flags, you know, people can put up in the yards that we're carrying in the backpack. Let him use that as like a business card. Nice. (laughs) 
All right. So yeah, he, uh, he takes a look at that and, uh, and he's like, Oh, you have your own, uh, your own gear here. This is a, this is fancy. Yeah. Yeah. We got a whole uh, swag bag recently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's like, this, this is pretty awesome. He, he bundles it up, sticks it down in his bag. He's like, uh, good, good marketing materials. I'll be sure to pass this along. Excellent. Yeah, we we uh, would love to be big in the Stone Jack community. That that would be a good market for us for sure. He laughs hysterically at that. He's like, Haha, "You all big in the Stone Jack community? Uh, you're funny. You're very small in the Stone Jack community." Oh, oh, yeah. But it's a big. It would be a big market for us. Though. That's what's important. That's true. Many things about Stone Giants are big. Hey <laughs> all right all right we're gonna get out of here before norland says something about your sack because that will get uncomfortable it is a very right. impressive sack <laughs> <laughs> and it happened <laughs> all right so uh so you guys um are are close to the base of this uh this giant mushroom do you guys want to examine it at all or uh, i don't know what do you guys do you guys want to touch it or you just want to run away? I don't care. You said there's like nothing alive within a thousand feet of it, right? Yeah, there appears to be like a big, uh, uh, a big circle uh, area around the base of it uh, where nothing appears to be growing. Can we have Al Bundy fly up there? <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> can if uh brandon doesn't uh object i see we do that yeah all right um so as owl bundy flies up there um he sees what looks like several small humanoid creatures um and also some animal-looking creatures. And uh, they all appear to have some kind of fungal growth coming out of them. Some out of their armpits, some out of ears or eyeballs. Um, uh, and they, they... It looks like they walk to the edge of this giant circle and then just kind of stand there and sway. Um, they don't appear to take notice of Owl Bundy flying around overhead. Uh, they don't move to attack or anything like that. They're just kind of standing there. Um, hey, Brandon, can you like have him look around see if there's any opening in the giant sunroom or yeah, there's like a, a pile of treasure somewhere, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Sure. Um, so while he's doing that, can um Eris and uh Sterling and Tuvark all make me a constitution save? Constitution save, great. Cause I'm great at those. I just became uh even more healthy than I already was. 
Yeah. Tuvark hit puberty again, I think. <laughs> it's the third time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, the bugbear guys... maturation process is very odd. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, you guys are all doing good on your constitution saves, so I don't see what you're complaining about. So, all right. Um, so let's see. While Alma Al Bundy is flying around, he does see uh, a couple different things. He sees uh, what looks like some sort of strange structure uh, in the forest. Um, so as he's flown up, he can see that that uh, it looks like maybe two miles to the east, there's um, some kind of weird structure. Um, and uh, there appears to be a break in the in the tree uh, stuff there, or the, in the in the tree canopy. Uh, and again, that's two miles to the east of where you currently are. Um, and then uh, also to the um, northwest of this giant mushroom, uh, it looks like there's some sort of big hole in the ground. Okay. I think uh, we all just stand here and stare blankly into space for a week and then uh, pick one of those places to go check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's 10.30. Yeah. Does it get uh, late? Yeah. Damn. All right. I did not realize well, it had gotten that late. It sneaks up. It's only nine thirty right. here, though. So I got another hour. <laughs> All right. Well, if we want to call it there, we'll pick up uh, next time with y'all continuing to explore the forest. Um, you met your. Are we trying? Tonight. Yes. Are we trying to play Sunday since we're all coming back? Some of most of us are coming back from the draft. Um, hang on. Let me look here. You guys and your fantasy lives. That's right. All right. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I just I didn't know if I needed to plan on it. Fantasy lives, fantasy stars. What are you talking about? That's right. Bye. Bye on Twitch. And I guess we'll tell Craig bye. All right. See y'all next week. Well, uh, let me say goodbye to Craig here. Next week I I might be able to play, but it would be nine o'clock before I could get on, probably. Nine o'clock y'all's time? Yeah. So that'd be eight your uh, time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right.